0: Hello, everybody, Paul Gencarella here from Profits and Success, here to bring you another podcast episode from Online Marketing for Life, and that's the number four. Okay, folks, I want to share with you uh, some some decent quotes that I received today, Uh, but before I begin, Uh, Today has been a very um, hectic day, Um, more so a hectic morning, and I uh, first thing did my video, and the video subject was, what good can you do for someone? And that's a pretty open question. Uh, there's a lot of good you can do for someone. Uh, but specifically, words. You could really encourage and elevate someone by your words. Uh, words have a a very potent... Um, Tendency to bring out a lot of goodwill and unfortunately a lot of, a lot of ill will uh, with our words. You know, words like arrows, you know, they can harm you with pain, or they can enlighten you with pleasure. It's just depending on which arrow. Is shot at you so to speak and I'm talking from the positive end of things because love positivity happiness can do so much more good than any evil I know someone I know some of you will debate that but it's the truth um, love will always conquer hate good will always overcome evil and in doing such good we need to select our words very carefully the spoken words yes but also the written word you know you're sending an email to someone That could be a little biting or cutting and it could lead you into some hot water. Whether it be directly from the comments made or some um, gossip or some, some type of... Of um, losing the word here, um, but it um, it slips my tongue. But <laughs> I think you get my point uh, in the, in that respect. So be careful what we say and do with our word. And I'd like to ask you to focus on what you say, what you write. For the rest of the day today, and whenever you hear this message, because it's amazing what we catch ourselves doing when we pay attention. Uh, I'm very conscious of, of what I say, and sometimes a bad word will come out of my mouth. I'm like, whoa, where'd that come from? I used to have a very filthy mouth. Uh, I tried to correct that after college, and it's been pretty successful, Uh, only because I've caught caught up with friends and stuff from from college that I met with, and someone swore. He says, oh geez, did I offend you? I hope not. I said, no, not at all. He's like, well, I just noticed you haven't swore at all since we've been together I said okay I said well I try not to but to me that was a compliment um, on, on what I say things that I say very um, careful on who I talk about and I sometimes cringe because I'm, I'm on a walk with my friend Mary and I'm like saying something um, detrimental or derogatory Kind of in a sarcastic, fun-loving way, but the person not being there—if they were there—may take it offensively. So you know what I mean. I'm I'm also cautious as to who I talk about, what I say, and, and, and what I what I do in that respect. So uh, that's uh, today's today's message. Was my video. Um, it seems we all know what we don't want out of life but we do but do we know what we do want out of life and that was from one of my mentors Dean Holland from Internet Profits, and there was more of a paraphrase uh, but it's He was sharing a story about, you know, his wife asking, let's get something to eat. He's like, sure, let's call some takeout. What do you want? She's like, I don't care. You get something. He's like, well, you're the one that's hungry. You know, let's get something. And he made some suggestions and she declined them. (laughs) You know, so it's like we, we know what we don't want, but do we know what we do want? that's the key out of life do all of you listening to this podcast know exactly what you want out of life what you would like to have what you want to happen whether it's happened yet or not you know we need to become in tune with that and become very aware of what we want Uh, as opposed to what we don't want. Now again, it's important to know what you don't want, yes. But knowing what you do want is more important. Much more important. Because that's what will get you to where you want to go. So I took heed to that advice um, for sure. And to be more human is a beautiful thing. Uh, And that was a quote... From Matthew Kelly from Dynamic Catholic. To be more human is a beautiful thing. And I added on to it, uh, it is certainly better than being less human. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you know, being more human is great. Sometimes we don't know what that means. But we know what it, we know what it means to be less human. Uh, and that can be something that is derogatory, could be negative in nature, um, could be criminal. Uh, you know, in, in nature. But it's better to be more human than less human, so to speak. And write it, shoot it, publish it, crochet it, saute it, whatever. Just make it. Just do it. That's the, you know, the Nike swoosh. Came out in the 90s, was it? Just do it. Well, that's what they're saying here. Write it, shoot it, publish it, crochet it, saute it, whatever. Just make it. I thought that was pretty good. Just okay, you know. But anyhow, uh, life is only as good as your mindset. And that is a thousand percent true. Without a healthy mindset, without a positive mindset, the best things in life can happen, happen to us and it's just going to be pleasant for a while, which could be 20 minutes, few hours, a day, two days, a week, I don't know, a month maybe, but eventually it'll come to an end without a healthy mindset. We need to enjoy and find the love in life right now where we are at, whether whether we're at an 8 out of 10, a 6 out of 10, a 4 out of 10, a 2 out of 10, whatever it may be, a 1 out of 10, find the happiness and joy in that 1 out of 10 and gradually climb the ladder. That's all. That's all there is. There is too much negativity in the world. Do your best to make sure you aren't contributing to it. Uh, and I wish I could say I'm, I'm not, but, you know, there's times when I take part in conversations and gossip in uh, you know, Things uh, speaking ill will, whatever it may be, uh, being sarcastically negative to a vendor that I just, you know, emailed wasn't the wasn't the worst email, but it wasn't the nicest either. Um, you know, and we can justify these things. Well, you know what I mean? X, Y, and Z's happened. Uh, You know what I mean? I've done all this stuff and it hasn't done anything in return. We can't look at it that way. You know, seven times, 77 times. That's how many times we need to forgive. And we need to forgive ourselves. But more importantly, we need to do right uh, as, as best we can. And that will help a lot of wrongs, if you will waiting for rabbit suicide. There was a lazy farmer that detested working in the field. So he would take a snooze all day long under a tree. And one day this fox came near him hunting a rabbit and the rabbit smacked into the tree so hard that the rabbit died and immediately the farmer grabbed the rabbit and cooked it up for dinner selling its fur to the marketplace and he said you know something this is a a wonderful thing I'll just go to that same tree tomorrow and wait for that same scenario to happen and if it does I won't have to work anymore I can I can sell the rabbit and all its parts and its fur things will be wonderful so the next day he went to the tree and nothing happened all day long no fox, no rabbit no activity And he cheerfully uh, went home, said, well, what are you going to do? I'll get back to it tomorrow. And he got back to it the next day, hoping for a different result from the day before. And the same result. No rabbit running into a tree. No fox chasing a rabbit. Just no opportunity there. And meanwhile, weeds were taking over the field owned by the farmer. And it got to the point of destruction where it decimated the rice crop and the corn crop. And he hadn't caught any rabbits. So now he's really behind the eight ball if you will because now he has to tend to his overgrown weed infested field and try to generate some income from that. And he put himself in a big pickle. And the moral of this story really is don't wait for good things to happen without doing anything yes hope is very very important it's important to have hope but we should also act prudently and do productive activities so we're not caught with our guard down you know don't chance your life without working for success nothing's gonna come to us for free and nothing's gonna come to us easy as many have said as well as John Madden, an ex-football coach and commentator the road to easy street leads through the sewer and it's not a fun road to take if it's going through the sewer So just remember that our friend Darren Hardy um, had a message today three powerfully persuasive questions and often the answers you receive are determined by how you ask your questions In sales, persuasion, and influence, you need to lead people to their own reasons for doing something, you know, and especially in sales, you need to lead, you can't tell or make people make a decision, you have to lead them to make their own decisions in the way you've crafted them. And that really is what separates the good salesman from the poor salesman. There were two monks in the garden, and they both were walking past each other. And one monk said to the other monk, Hey, listen, how are you allowed to listen to music? And the monk said that the uh, friar, the head friar gave him permission. He's like, that's a lie. Because just yesterday I asked the head friar if I could listen to music, and he said no. Well, the other friar said, well, what did you ask him? He said, I asked him if I listen to music, can I listen to music while I meditate in the garden he said no he's like why what did you say he said can I meditate while I'm listening to music in the garden you know and it's a little different you know outcome there Um, you know just changing a few words can make a big difference And that's what we spoke about in the beginning. Power of words. And another thing uh, that you can convey to someone or children or teenagers, I separate children from teenagers because there's a big difference there. You know, for an example, cleaning one's room. You know, on a scale of 1 to 10, the room's a mess. 10 being totally motivated to clean your room, and one, not being motivated whatsoever. What is your score? Generally, a teenager is going to be below five, they may say a two, or a three. So you can ask them, all right, what made you say that, why, wh- why wasn't your score lower? than a 2 or lower than a 3 whatever it was and that may engage some conversation if they said a 1 which many of them will <laughs> you could say okay what would it take to get that number to a 2 and let them tell you what will motivate them to get it to a 2 Not a ten, a two. Just one notch up. Sometimes you can tell people that have severe depression that they just need help pulling themselves up, figuratively speaking, of course. And using the scale would certainly help, you know. And, you know, how can you go? from a six to a seven or why didn't you select a five as opposed to the six that you selected you know and use all those types of things and that can certainly persuade someone to think a bit out of the box and think a little bit differently and that's something that uh, is used all the time in number of industries So, I will leave that with you all today. Uh, In the meantime, be well, stay well. I'll check in with you tomorrow. Lord willing. Bye-bye now.